Hello, morning, fam. Morning, or rather, afternoon. <laughs> Sorry about all that. But today, we'll be talking about a very unique artist, Lloyd Banks. I just want to get straight into it. There's no time. You know, there's no time at all for anything. So, first of all, who's Lloyd Banks? Lloyd Banks' real name is Christopher Charles Lloyd. He was born in New Carolina, Maryland. It's funny because... Actually, was of the opinion that Lloyd, but I thought Lloyd Banks himself was from Queens, also because he's always rapping Queens. But I, I guess he moved to Queens, you know, at a certain age. But right now, you know, originally he was born in New Carolina, Maryland. You know, he began his music career with Fifty. That's where Antonio, G Unit. That's where we all knew Lloyd Banks from. And it's crazy because Lloyd Banks has actually been rapping a long time before you know G Unit actually came on the scene heavy. He's been, he's been on the scene, he had his own mixtape run. He just he's been doing stuff on his own regularly a long time ago before all of this. You know, and um it's obvious like from the way he's been rapping, he's been on the scene, just like I earlier said for a long, long time. So uh, it's it's uh it's very unique, he's a very unique artist, a very, very you know, quiet, sober type of type of type of musician. But funny enough. Lloyd has a uh, he has his own good he has his good size of course and of course he has his cons and all but we'll all get into that. Um he dropped a lot of albums. Okay, not really, but he's more of a mixtape artist. You know, he dropped a lot of mixtapes rather. He had a lot of music outlets to put out his work as well. Um his first album, which was Hunger for More, dropped back in 2004. I, I think at that time, um, Jeanette had already dropped a uh, debut tape, which was Beg for Mercy, back in 2003. So he already had that uh, that energy, that engine room appearance. And he already had that maturity on the mic. So before he dropped his official album, which, which actually came out to a whole, a whole lot of positive acclaim, because Hunger for More was actually one of his very good works when he and he came on the scene. And it was a debut album, so he actually went dead uh, platinum with that tape. I'm not mistaken, and then he also appeared on 50's early mixtape, which was a 50 Cent is the Future, back out that was in 2002, where they even had one very particular jam, uh, the Banks Walkout. He and uh, 50 did a, did a song on that one, and that song was actually really really dope. So Lloyd has actually been on the rap scene for a while. He's he's not he's not a today's guy. He's a veteran. He's experienced and all. So in total of all. He has four albums and about I think seventeen mixtapes. Handled uh, that's Hunger for More, Rotten Apple. He dropped Hunger for More too. I think that was in two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen. And then he now dropped his new album, which is Koti, the cost of the inevitable. So it's uh, it's amazing to see that type of experience and longevity go on from time to time, even amidst all you know the the breaks in between. Because you know how music can get. Maybe you're not. You know, actually doing it at this point, but then you're trying to work on doing something else, and then you take a hiatus. But you could actually mess your whole career standpoint off. But not for Lloyd, he was he was consistent in his ways, especially on this new album. We'll get into that. And like I said, he was a real mixtape MC, and his last work was um, was in 2016, which was uh, the Money in the Bank, uh, Money in the Bank run, and uh, he also had some other mixtapes, uh, Better uh, Five and Better run. Then he had the cold corners, cold corner run as well. So um, yeah, his last tweet was a Halloween Havoc. That was Halloween Havoc three back in two thousand and sixteen, and that tweet was fire. Of course, Lloyd is one of the best when it comes to punchline bars. In fact, he calls himself the punchline king. So it's amazing to hear that sort of that sort of uh, 
I would like for you to now reverence on what you're saying, Louis. That bravery, that confidence in what you do. And he actually backs up his confidence with what it actually makes sense because what he's actually putting out makes it a whole lot exciting, a whole lot better. And uh, his ability to be able to carve out dart punching lyrics, to be able to carve out intentional poetic statements, even when he's actually punching lines. And for you to actually go back and rephrasing your mental i said okay oh this is what he said you know it's it's a kind of a it's a it's a genius it's a genius stock of sort of thing so it's exciting really so like i was saying he, he dropped for about four hours about 17 mixtapes crazy energy on all on imagine having 17 mixtapes although there are a lot of rappers have done a lot people like future snoop dog i think Weezy had a lot of our big states as well and it which means these are type of artists that have a lot of mixtapes around you know just into the studio and just keep on pumping it well an album of course you have to be holistic about it there's a whole lot of general review to go down with it so uh about koti which i'm going to get i'm actually going to talk about um, hunger for more too that's the last album before this it was actually nice it wasn't too bad at all hunger for more too we actually dropped it was fire and a sequel to his platinum debut we had features from styles p shati Rayquan, and uh I think that 13 tracks, the 13 tracks on it was there was Beamer Beans and Benz of Bentley, uh, which was actually very nostalgic, very nostalgic record because that tape had actually come out a long time, so it was uh, it was amazing. It was like it, I was saying, of course, a nostalgic record, Beamer Benz and Bentley is actually personally nostalgic for me because I remember I grew up on that song, Beamer Benz and Bentley, Beamer Benz and Bentley, blah blah blah. blah. I can't remember the whole thing, but you know it was crazy. It was it was a big record back in the day. For me personally, I liked it. That was one of the songs that actually drew me closer to hip hop, honestly. So, that particular thing, Hunger for More 2, was actually great. It was like a sequel to his first uh, the album, which is Hunger for More 1, obviously. And that was, um, you know, for you to make sequel albums at that point, that means you had like a, a standpoint from there. That was like a landmark, it was a landmark tape for him. So, it was, it was actually nice to see him get on the mic at that time and do his stuff. You know, like I said earlier, he had already dropped his mixtape. That was his last mixtape back in 2016. And this is 2021, which is 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Five years after my guy had dropped, had not dropped an album. He had been quiet. He had been working silently in the studio. So it's uh, it's amazing. It's it's achievable, of course. And it's only for the great to actually have a great comeback. I mean, his pen has actually not slowed down at all. So it's it's really nice it's really it's really remarkable it's applaudable as well first of all koti mm. i don't even say much about this album because this album is exceptional this album is great this album is five mics this album is so fire this is this is music this is hip-hop i'll put it at that this for right, right now this is my top five albums of the year i am not even playing around what i'm saying this album is crazy it's exceptional koti is his first is his fourth album of course, like I was saying, this fourth album, and he, and he has actually had his own record label, Money by Enemies, because he actually left, um, I, I think he left Interscope, Interscope at, after that point, uh, before he dropped Kuchu, rather. I think he had, uh, Genius had already left uh, their, record, their recording label, I think that was Interscope or EME Records, before he even dropped Hunger for More 2, which was which is why I could, I could understand it was coming under the radar, as compared to Hunger for More 1, which was his debut album. But this particular tape, which is his fourth album, he dropped under his own record label. Everything was entirely independent. So, Money by Any Means, that's his name of the record label. You know, I, I think, yeah, I, 
I forgot to mention, he was born on April 30th, 1982. It just came to my mind now. And he has a daughter, you know, a very beautiful little lady. Can't really remember her name, saw it somewhere, but you know, that's about his personal life. So like I was saying Koti uh dropped on his on his on his um, record label Money by Enemies. He also dropped the trailer for it for the whole album. Um I, I think he, he dropped the trailer a week before before he dropped the album and then he made some statement. I remember you know scrolling across Twitter and then I saw a whole track list come and Lloyd Banks from nowhere. And it's funny because before this actual time, I think months ago, like three or four months ago. One of these funny Twitter users called him out. Hey, Lloyd can't rap anymore. Like you know, some people are playing around. With you. I think it was having, I think was, they were trying to compare raps, Lloyd Banks and someone else. And then he just brushed off that nah, he's not even in for all that. So I'll be honest, I didn't see Lloyd dropping anytime soon. I swear it was also quiet. It was also it was just under the radar. All of a sudden, tracklist from nowhere. It was mad because I I thought you know of course he was appearing on features, maybe from Conway, from Lloyd, from. Uh, Benny the Butcher and other and other recording artists and people. I knew I had seen him on Conway's new album. I'd seen him on some some uh, on some, some features from other artists, of course. But I didn't see him dropping anytime soon. So which is his fourth fourth studio album, and then he dropped on the fourth of June on all platforms. I was last I was from Fridays ago, like I think two Fridays ago. And uh, this album is packed. This album is dense. This album is layered with the material. This album is a jam. It's 18 songs long. I think over an hour is an hour long. It's an hour and 13 minutes long. It's packed with dense lyrics, like I said. And of course, Lloyd Banks will never fail to hit you up with punchlines as he is. You know that's his regular trademark. These punchlines go so deep. They're not just your simple punchlines. They are exciting. They are teaching. They make you think. And that's and that's how I feel about him. But he's an and he's he's a great rapper. He's a good MC. He's a solid rapper. So for me, I'll be honest with you. I like every song on this thing, from track one to track eighteen. I like all the songs. I won't even lie to you. Not once keep my beat. But of course, I like everything. But is is, is it? There there are some dance here and there. You're human. You're not a god. So definitely we all get into that. So, um, for me. Some tra- some track runs were even insane. Like if you can imagine from propane down from propane dead desert dead by design, crown, and then from crown down to pain pressure paranoia. It's a great song, five song, five song run. You know how people talk about you have four song runs, three song runs, two song runs, maybe two song runs is actually a run, just a track after the other coming making sense. But from crown down to pain pressure paranoia, which of course is going to include um crown. I think falsified, um, uh, break me down, commitment. That that particular one, that five track one was insane. Not one, not one jam missed a beat. And it's funny because he didn't actually feature anybody on those records apart from you know falsified where he had ransom in it. But it's 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 uh, it's great to see artists like this that have that have been in the game for so long. You know, drop the pen a bit, but still be able to pick it back up and give us amazing content. Which is what I always try to embark, you know, place a mark on the content. What you're saying, it has to make sense. You know, it has to come behind with the message. So, even tracks like Smoke and Mirrors, like it was the, the lyrical, the lyrical ability on that track was on that track was crazy. And it is a meditative, soulful production. So there's there's this uh, depth, there's this depth of pen game that he, he em- employed when he was making when he was working on this album that actually made it very very interesting, very exciting. You know, made it 
revering, riveting. It's crazy. So let me get some some tracks that you like personally. Propane. Mm. Only the way the track started. Propane starts off with you know off with, with a flame flake it, like it was put on the gas cooker and you know it's an old name on the track. Propane. You know fire. You know propane gas. So this shit is hot. This shit is dense. That was that's what this thing is trying to tell you. So and then get let's get some lyrics like what he was saying. He says like for example he says dig your way out the ground or spend a century stretched stressed i get you stumped off seniority shouldn't tempt the vets <laughs> so look at just, I'm, let me just explain this this is what they call a bound bound punch line i made that up i just i was talking about it like you know this like that has to be a bound bound punch line. so i'll explain it to you now so he goes dig your way out the ground or spend a century stressed i get you stumped off seniority shouldn't tempt the vet so of course you're digging your way out the ground he gets you stomped <laughs> the spends a century stressed the off seniority shouldn't tempt the vet so seniority century and vet they all come together in a way a century your senior and you're a vet now you've been in this game so that alone you can hear the point this is the depth of punchlines where you don't calm down and think about it like yeah he's just making lyrics when you think about it, like this is the bar on bar push line he's telling you he's making the points and then he's blowing your mind it's crazy then of course uh, he was he actually said 20 years of pushing this pen an instrumental threat an instrumental threat he goes player haters make my temper flex 20 years of pushing this pen an instrumental threat the irony in this punchline is crazy <laughs> it's crazy because he goes 20 years of pushing this pen an instrumental threat of course when you're pushing the pen like when like uh when he's writing an instrumental threat of course when you're writing you're going to put it on instruments so i know yeah something can be instrumental like this this is the, the layer or the foundation of the threat so he's been pushing this pen for so long and he's an instrumental threat at the same time of course he's rapping on instruments so that's irony point and it's crazy it's crazy then he goes all the same propane and this is the first track of the album and it was so far i can imagine an introduction to a tape with crazy production like this aside the crazy production of course with the, the bars that he had on it he, he says you know he's, of course he's gritty when he wants to be he says kill a nigger set up his go phone me and steal it designer chronic pockets reeking out the event so <laughs> the first track the first the first uh, the first statement he goes kill a nigger set up his go for me and steal it that's just evil that's just wild no, that's just moder moderous <laughs> it's crazy then the second one actually gets me crazier this is designer chronic pockets reeking out the event you know chronic ricky event it's, there's all this line towards breath all this line towards oxygen so this is the designer is sick the designer is sick and his pockets are reaching out the event so, so it's crazy like the whole thing just gets my mind crazy like of course like the breath like, of oxygen too if the designer is chronic what he means is that like, the designers are sick you know, the pockets are reaching out the event of course what's in what's in your pocket he has bread he's got money and you know the smell of this money is reaking out the event like he's making the whole car stink so 
he's in the heaven that means he's in obviously he's in a, he's in a car or he's in a, he's in a hotel he's in something lush he's in something expensive he's in something durable filled with quality and he's wearing designer so he's not some broke shit so uh, lloyd lloyd he starts off this tape with energy he starts off this tape with craziness so it, it just blew my mind off man like once i heard this track i was like you know what this album will hit this album will be bomb and it actually turned out to be a great album then the second track that actually stuck to my stuck to my soul of course oh this dead by design yeah that was lloyd's passing like he was emotionally on something like how am i going to he was crazy he was just in a mood he was in a very very pensive soulful mood where he was saying all he could from his chest from his heart you know this album as much as it's exciting there are a lot of layers of subliminals here because well, I guess I don't want to start saying what I, I'm going to say earlier on, and I don't want to get anybody overexcited or, or for stuff like that because it's for this thing. It actually made a lot of statements. This thing came from from hurt, from betrayal, from belief, and it turned out to victory. So it's it's crazy. So dead by so another track, dead by design. You know, it was spazzing, and he was emotionally going off on this particular track, and it was Olympics that produced this beat. Shout out to Olympics. Very very nice production on this particular day by design, and they actually filled in with the emotion that he was trying to convey. You know, he opened up on this particular record. He reveals his he was actually falling apart, but that didn't say that doesn't mean he's actually going to let someone else, you know, handle his problem for him. So if he's actually falling apart, it's on his own terms. If he's actually going to make it, it's on his own terms. So in essence, he's having his own death by design. He's actually controlling everything. Nobody's controlling him. He's not a puppet. He's not Jepedo handling things. So it's crazy. What he's actually trying to say, you're making a lot of sense as usual. And there are some gems on this, on this, on this, uh, on this particular tip. And there's something about that, uh, uh, which is which is my general view on this album. People are flowing across Twitter, Twitter, or across in the internet, and people were saying, Oh, this album, the room, um, the chorus is he's not actually having the chorus well. But I'll be honest with you. Lloyd doesn't have the chorus voice. He doesn't have that, you know, for this, for this particular, for this particular chorus, or rather, the particular this album, the the gems in the chorus, it, it makes you even forget about his voice. Or he doesn't have that stereotypical a hey, one guy that can sing or a lady that can sing very well. Just come and just sing and serenade the whole place. Lloyd was spitting this chorus from his heart, even the hooks too. So me, I'm not of that opinion. I feel like the chorus, or even if very played a very pivotal key role in producing is uh, the whole entire album so on this particular track goes more on, on that's on dead by design the hook on dead by design so money don't make the man but you better learn how to make your son and the hide behind compliments and so watch who you take them from you know this is not even punchlines again there's not even good but this is poetry this is wisdom this is this is advice this is counsel from a vet to whoever is listening so you go Money don't make the man, but you better learn how to make you some. Envy hides behind compliments, so watch who you take them from. I was amazed, and I love this. So he even talks about, on this in particular, he's talking about how he's handling his own life, his own way, and to the very end, just like I rightly said earlier, he doesn't, whatever happens, it's by his own terms. Whatever goes down is by his own statements. He's not even having anybody talk, talk, talk to him about this or about that. He can control himself. That's what he's trying to say on this particular track. So, and um, then, of course, I'm going to get to the punchlines on this particular track because Dead by Design is actually one of my best songs. 
So it was so it was crazy. So he talks about letting go of dead weight and forgotten issues. It was just really venting on this particular track. Then the punchline is where I'm going to actually try and express the punchline is here because no, it's crazy. He goes, too many dead pounds around me. I had to make changes. Coat is so heavy. They break hangers. You've got to check the pockets. You're moving backwards, more withdrawals and less deposits. Huh. <laughs> when I when I heard this, when I took my time to to see this, you know, lyrically, and I when I heard this, I was like, you know, you know, yo, you know what? This guy is actually is on something because you can't just be giving me punchlines from a bar to another bar to another bar, and then you relate back to the first bar. Like if it's a double entendre, then it's different. But man, this one is another level. So when I actually calmed down and I saw that, like, okay, he says too many dead pounds around me. I had to make changes. Now, when he's talking about the dead pounds, talking about people that he had to let go of, people that he had to shift the size so that he could do what he had to do. Then he goes, the coat is so heavy, the brake hangers, you've got to check the pockets. You know, dead pounds, the coat is heavy, you check the pockets, I had to make changes. So that's where, and then he now goes, you're moving backwards, more withdrawals and less deposits. <laughs> so like you, you're moving backward. Me, I'm not even moving backward. However, you're moving backward. You're, you're, moving, you're moving backward. You're making, um, you're making more withdrawals and less deposits. No, you're not saving. You're not thinking ahead. See, see, there's this correlation from dead pounds to changes to heavy. Check the pockets. Moving backwards, withdrawals and less deposits. So you can imagine that type of that type of content on a particular tape, on a particular tape, that, that, that type of you know, punchline. When I when I heard it, I was like, oh man, this guy is something. So Olympics produced that dead by design, gems, wisdom, advice, all in one. It's crazy. Then another track that I like, this was like one of my personal favorites, Crown. Crown was amazing. It was produced, it was produced by Shadow, Magnetic, and Alphabetic. I mean, some, some, odd, some odd producers, but you know, people who are just doing their stuff. Uh, New York or so. So the intro alone sounds like a sample track to one of Eminem's old songs. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really place my hand on which particular track, but once I heard this the intro of the song, I, I could hear Eminem rapping over this type of beats straight up. So I, 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 I tried my possible best to find out who, where it was sampled from. I, could, I didn't see anything, so I just, just played it. So. On this particular track, just like Dead by Design, he's equally reflective. Apart from the songs where Lloyd Banks is being gritty, he's being versatile, being gangster, Lloyd Banks kept it emotional on this whole album. He was so full, he was singing some really deep stuff on this particular track, on this particular um, album. And on Crown, of course, he didn't miss that type of way. So he was reflecting on this song, this particular track. He was teaching, uh, as usual, a lot of, he looked at a, a whole lot of gems. Uh, he, he was uh, He's, he's king on this record. It's not just like it's just saying what he has to say. He believes in himself. He says nothing in common with quitters. Check out my analytics. There ain't no such thing as can't. That's how we handle limits. You can imagine. So, so there is nothing like nothing in common with him with quitters. Check out well, check out my analytics. There ain't no such thing as can't. That's how we handle limits. So there's the possibility of handling everything and that's whether wears the crown of course he knows he's heavy just like what he said in the, in the lines come there so if you're a king you should not believe in downfall you shouldn't believe in loss so you can believe in you should believe in acquisition you should believe in uh victory if i, if I must say so he says he doesn't believe in quitting 
he, of course, look, look at how he handles his stuff. But at the same time, there's no such thing as cars. That's how he handles his limits. Can I? But him knowing that he can't do that, okay, then I know that, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's something I can't handle. I die. I'm going to do it because I'm good like that. He believes in himself. And the chorus is poetic as, as well. It's, it's poetic, it's powerful, it's preaching. Then he says, The streets will hurt you. You better leave him alone. Unless you're ready, he who wears the crown knows it's heavy. I mean, just imagine the streets will hurt you. Better leave them alone. Unless you're ready, he who wears the crown knows it's heavy. So you don't need to even say too much on this one. Like you can, you can, if, you, if you've been on the streets, like if you know what's happening around, it will hurt you. So you must learn to leave it alone and face up, focus on something outside, something better. For he who wears the crown knows it's heavy. Then he goes, talking your word don't mean a thing you've got to profit from it now, of course you can be saying yeah i'll do this i'll do that i'll, I'll be okay i'll be okay like you saying anything it doesn't mean anything to him you have to prove it to him that you've got to prove it to him he's talking your word don't mean anything you've got to prove it to me so this this track is just it's filled with gems it's filled with statements they are simple but they hit so hard and then he says make it without leaving your soul awareness is the key to control what to the world to the young wild and reckless hope you live to be old this is just teaching this is a vet giving advice there is advice and advice and advice on this track so make it without leaving your soul awareness is the key to control yes you've got to be aware you have to believe in your life. you have to be like realistic you have to be focused on what you're doing work to the young wild and reckless and hope you live to the old <laughs> anybody who's wild who's young and reckless I mean, he hopes he, lives, he hopes for you to live old enough because you know, like in his earlier course the streets will hurt you you better leave them alone so leave lloyd man lloyd is an exceptional artist and i'm really i'm really happy i listen to this album honestly speaking then another track that touched me again was break me down this is resilience this is bravery because i just see so many issues on this particular track you know there was this uh on this break me down there was this track on uh another track and if you think this is where the whole the whole dark get deeper because he's talking about how 50 and, his, and him has some issues because these are sub two jobs like he's not mentioning names and that but if you actually follow the story of 50 cents g units the breakup with young buck 20 years you're splitting and um the, the whole genie just falling apart no sorry 50 made some statements on his book hustle harder hustle smarter now, on this particular record on that particular on, on that particular book he was like uh, that in fact that Lloyd Banks is leaving and in fact he has this this tattoo across his sleeve lazy Lloyd so he, like, he actually works with laziness across uh, on him so it's, it's a very hostile statement for you to say to someone who's going to you from the get-go from the onset so that whole thing actually got to someone like Lloyd where he was mentioning some really very deep statements because he's talking about the resilience here about the bravery he's talking about how he's never going to actually fall apart no matter what he faces so he says this is man saying now sometimes the pain hurts so bad things can get blurry but but you're oh my gosh have to pick one say your prayer don't worry i'm not i ain't scared of death feel like i already felt it forgive you for hitting on me i know you can't help it so he says sometimes like i said sometimes the pain hurts so bad things can get blurry but you're going to have to pick one say a prayer worry like you must pick one 
Are you going to see? Are you going to see a prayer? Are you going to get worried? Are you going to pick one? Just, I ain't scared of death. I feel like I already felt it. Forgive you for hitting on me. I know you can't help it. <laughs> so the, the the statement, the statement is uh, is deep. You know, you know. Of course, you can tell where these shots are directed at. I'm not trying to create any incitement here or anything, but. For me, I could tell this was some jab at what 50 Cent was seeing on, on his new book, Hustle Hard and Hustle Smarter. So then he goes, Don't doubt that I make a comeback. Shit, I don't came back before. Give you ass, give you ass to kiss. I watched ass kisses fall through the door. Only a bitch is concerned with who's someone nailing. Only a loser is going to laugh at a nigga failing. You lose a little, then so called friends will be bailing. Fumbling words, apologizes, coming off incoherent. Homies will turn their back with consistency and preparing. Man, man, man. What he's saying here is just crazy because like I, I can't even start going through all like like all like all he said or so, but this track is just deep. He's his heart and he's trying to you know push out what he's saying. He's actually trying to make a lot of sense what he's passing across. So he doesn't actually come across as if he's trying to just say black and stuff like that. But just imagine all that. You know, of course, you lose a little then so-called phrase with bailing, fumbling words, apologizes, coming up incoherent. Homies will turn their backs with consistency. He's preparing. Like, he, he actually knows this type of things can happen, but that's not his issue. He's prepared for that type of thing. So these are just shocking down. Then he now says, happy you left. Fuck, I need with another boy in on me. Hope you live to show off your scars. Give all the surgeons, give all the surgeons glory. <laughs> See, he says, Take some time. Your problems mean nothing. You want to cover them and make them mine, playing the gangster just to hope for the moment. So he's not mentioning names. He's not saying it. He's not calling names. But of course, if you follow up with this story, you can tell this is a, these are just jabs. I don't call them jabs or anything, but you can tell these are just you know, positions in him that are actually painful. So it's uh it's funny. It's crazy. And then another track that made sense to me was Pain Pressure Paranoia. So this is Banks at his one of the most poetic excellence. Like this is he just he's just he makes a lot of sense on this particular on this particular record, just like other records. In fact, it was the gems were so much on this record. Like, even if when you flip the chorus with the thematic of the track, it still makes sense at, at, at that go. He says, I love the pressure. Pressure builds your character stronger. Here comes the pain. You'd much rather be back on the corner. That paranoia. Have you thinking niggas trying to skim on you? So <laughs> you see, he loves the pressure. It makes you stronger. It makes you want to get what you want to get. Then he said, Here comes the pain. You'd much rather be back on the corner. Like that's the pain of going back to like whatever you're facing. Like whatever you're facing, whatever you're facing to. You rather you much rather be back at the at the first instance of when he just started hustling. Like apart from all that what he's achieved, whatever it may be to him. They rather just be back in the corner, just try to stack up cheese for maybe selling crap or something like that. That's pain. And then paranoia. How do you think you niggas are trying to scream on you? Even when you flip the chorus, it makes more sense in that way. So he says, Are you really my friend or an opportunist? Truth is, niggas will show their colors, will show their colors as soon as you flip the Rubik's. <laughs> well, of course, the Rubik's Cube, truth is, niggas will show their colors. Says, are you really my friend? Or an opportunist truth is niggas will show their colors as soon as you flick the rubrics then he goes party with perpetrators some people will end up hurting you on purpose you roll the window on them close up the curtains too you know when you when you 
you are whining and dying people that don't like you at all at the end of the day people will hit on your cross the best thing is just to avoid them man. just leave them alone so just you know you just roll the window leave them alone close the curtain just let it all be man when he goes so many drops it's a constant struggle to stay around medics apply the pressure plus them all to the same cell two decades worth of recording feels like i never miss so it's crazy how he's saying all these things on, on this particular on this particular uh, statement he goes you know like so many drops it's a constant struggle to stay around medics supply the pressure let them left them all to the same sound two decades worth of recording feels like he never misses so he's actually taking a job now at the whole entertainment industry of course you know the medics the medics in this case maybe with the producers trying to build out the best beats and everything and they all came out to the same sound you know that's you know this whole essence of the way things are in music sometimes where everybody's sounding the same there's a particular pattern and stuff so he says he's been working for two decades that's 20 years like just like he was saying earlier about 20 years of pushing the pen instrumentally this is two decades worth of recording and he has feel like he has never missed at all so he's yet to still get he's yet to still get his mojo his mojo is still intact he's not missing anything for anyone then another track that made sense to me i think i'm talking about this one because i'm trying to expand on some tracks that made a lot of sense to me if this is the last one i'm talking about this is stranger things stranger things is is a oh my god it's so deep it's a very deep hot feeling hot feeling track like i was thinking like like he's obviously pained on this album but he's addressing a lot of issues so he says like like on this particular track he says you lift me up and shoot me down and this is the chorus of course that we're instigating i'm saying that it's very nice and all yeah i'm enjoying all these choruses like the gems i'm hearing here are very very amazing and very very exciting he says you lift me up and shoot me down it looks painful for you to smile I feel a space between your hug. I hate the way you show me love. Mm. So deep. Whatever he's talking about on this particular record, he's playing, he's playing double sides with him. The way he's feeling, the way he's, uh, and he's not sure. It's it's a lukewarm, it's lukewarm outcome, and he doesn't want that type of thing. He says, "You lift me up and shoot me down. It looks painful for you to smile. I feel, I feel a space between your hug. I hate the way you show me love." it looks painful for you to smile you can hear the you can hear the context the paradox in that particular in that particular line you know that's just him saying what he feels like like he, he's feeling hot on this particular track he's addressing issues he's just leave it to you i get the blame i guess that i'm the one that changed <laughs> quite strange like who is the person who is he leaving it to like of of course on that 50 he's talking about that 50 booty address i'm not i'm, I'm just telling you what I, i'm observing like he said on that hustle had a hustle smart i think he took a shot at lloyd about him not having any setup about him being lazy and all he, he says give it to you i get the blame i guess that i'm the one that changed hmm, quite strange so it's, it's very it's a very painful it's a very painful time for him and then he says if i ain't there to have your back I'm either dead or I am sick. It's like he's giving a lot. He was loyal. He, he trusted this thing. So he was loyal. But like, like even he was not there to have, like, even he was not there to have his back. That means he was dead and he was sick, that he was incapacitated. And no matter what, in essence, no matter what, he was always going to be there for the clip. Or for whatever they were doing. Or for whatever was happening at that point. And then he says, sometimes the pressure overwhelms when you're ahead of the click. But don't get ahead of yourself. I, I ain't bending for shit. He, 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 you can hear where, where he's headed at. Sometimes the pressure overwhelms when you're at the head of the click. But don't get ahead of yourself. I'm not bending for shit. Like, I won't ask his 
I won't I won't go under my way. I won't do the, the craziest thing. Of course, you understand the pressure of being ahead of the click. So this is just these are just soft two jobs. And he said then he says, Don't ever buy the hand that feeds you. That's disrespectful. But what if what's in the hand deceives you? Now you're regretful. Man. Says don't ever buy the hand that feeds you. That's disrespectful. But what if what's in the hand deceives you? Now you're regretful. So what are you going to do? Of course, you're not going to buy the hand that fed him. He, he he's always thankful, he's grateful, he remains grateful. But what if what's in the hand now actually deceives him? Now he's regretting. Now you're regretful. Now you're regretful. So he's he's just he's he's trying to be honest here that whoever helped him, yes, so he's not going to get he's not, he's not going to get lost or like whoever helps someone shouldn't get lost but what if the person that helps you is trying to deceive you now you, you've just be filled with regrets you'll be filled with pain and uh, wishes that were not granted then he's on, like these are deep deep very deep deep bars very soft bars and he says always humble usually disciplined and never hated call me quiet call me lazy talent never faded it's frustrating when you're when you're grinding it appreciated. Yeah. This was where I just knew that Amor, this thing was fifty cents. So that was there was no sh- there was no other doubt again because of course he was addressing these issues head on. Says always humble, usually disciplined, and never hated. Never hated. Like, he always kept it to himself. Always disciplined. And he called me quiet. Call me lazy. Talent never faded. It's frustrating when you're grinding. It appreciated. Like, for all he has done. All the years he's been in the game, that no one has really appreciated him. Can't can imagine me calling me quiet, calling me lazy. For whatever it is, he of course he always had that talent, which is obvious. Like man, he's always been a talented one. So on this, like from this track, like I've, I've critically examined now, you can tell that there was a lot of soft jabs, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, betrayal, or there's belief in victory. That like there's he he he. He acknowledges his accomplishments so he's, he's not actually going to go down and say oh ah, this is what happened he's not going to live in regret he's not going to he's not going to uh, build up pain or or build up distress he's not going to actually be depressed now nah, he's not going to have any of that but because he's always humble usually disciplined and never hated you can call me quiet you can call me lazy but that tired will never fit so shout out to my band from this particular giant stranger things break me down Dead by design paranoia um crown so that's about five to six tracks actually stopped me so and these are just a little a chip of the iceberg of, of the whole album itself because the whole album itself was crazy like i, I earlier said so it was mad so these are the tracks that actually stopped me the most when it comes to like the ones he put out there of course without the features then the production the production again was crazy although i'll be honest i actually wish the production was a little bit stronger but some 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 productions were good. Like on Drop Five, the biggest guitar was leading the emotions on on the song, you know. And the, and there was this electronic flip on the violins, and it was as if it was infused. And it was there was the rise and fall in the stretch, and the, the emotion and the the conveying of the pain and sadness actually moved a lot with Drop Five on 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 that production. And it was produced by Fusion Beats. I I don't really know much about Fusion Beats. Uh, I think he's one of those lucky guys that probably probably been working with Lloyd a long time ago. But he did a very good job on this one, especially with the strength instruments, with the guitar, the bass guitar, with the violin, and the repetitive chords of the guitar. That, like the way they were striking slowly on the intro of the track, like it just made a lot of sense. 
that it was he set a tempo for the production so it doesn't sound as if uh it was a regular it was it didn't sound like a regular guitar though like that particular one that was uh being repetitive on on uh on the chords it sounds like kind of those um i won't call it chinese guitars but those those guitars you hear in chinese movies it's just a little bit lighter on the sound but it has to be something electronic right? but fusion beat to this thing on that one and he had invited that hardness that pain that grittiness, that sadness that is to convey the mood of banks into what he was going to say on top five. So that, that production was nice. Then the production of Sidewalks too. This one was produced by Cartoon Beats. Cartoon Beats had actually done some work earlier for Bryson Taylor. He's actually been on the scene for a while. So he, that particular production, it, it's spooky, it's gritty, it's chilling, it's painful, it's kind of thrilling as well. So um the most obvious instrument was uh of course the dark keys of that grand piano the way it just, it just drops and then the bass just you know keeps on going in and keeps on going in. so the, the whole thing invites trail invites spookiness so and the delivery on this tape just what i'm saying like production always carry a very good emotion for carry carry a lot for the musician so for you to be able to have um a mood or a convey of emotions to be set in pace for what you want to see a producer has to be on deck or able to able to convey why you're feeling or to convey where you're going to with your lyrics so um my banks actually delivered properly on sidewalks thanks to cartoon beats who did his own thing you know had to make it spooky and chilly for him then on early exit where he featured rock marciano you know rock another good artist one is dope it sounds like a spin-off of 50 cents irregular heartbeats that he featured jada chase and uh, kid kid on his animal ambition album back in 2014-15 if i'm not mistaken i remember hearing that i remember hearing that album back then i really vibed that tape and then the production like because the bass was heavy but the voice sample i was even sitting well with uh with uh the voice sample was sitting well with the production but the most obvious fact was that it sounded like a spin-off of that particular track or that 50 cent did with um kid kid and jada kids regular habit on that particular track. and there's the ominous sound was very very serenading and the, the bass was making the track more chilling and of course uh, it was visceral the way it was sounding because they were just spasming on the beat that rock machine and um Lloyd Banks and it was produced by Runway. Shout out Runway, but it's Runway RXN instead of RUN. So that's that's how it is. And then the last one actually talked to me that stuck to me the production that I liked was Empathy. Empathy was produced by Cartoons Beat as well. I think he produced about three or four other songs on this particular album, but it was Empathy that was produced by Cartoons Beat. You know, um, he has his ear for spooky and chilling sound, as in, I can't even start to even deny it because the intro is air sounding it's ominous like i was saying before then the bass line is very stretched and the drums coming there's also this uh, transposition in the spooky stretch sound that's the the, the, tra- the transposition of the spooky stretch sound in the particular sound um halloween was the chorus was inviting everything was just dark and that's how spooky that's how cartoons like making like making the beat they are spooky they are dark they are thrilling chilling to a place where you need to see that deep, gangsters, murderous, crazy lyric. <laughs> so, and they're all playing sequentially. So that's uh, the, the, the piano keys playing, hitting one by one, and then the stretch of the bass, 
the drums. So everything was just, and there was this transportation, it was interpolating. So it was just up and down, up and down. It was crazy. The production was nice. I really enjoyed Cartoon's beats. I really enjoyed Runway. I really enjoyed Fruition beats. So I really enjoyed their production very well. Fumela Haider, I think that's the name of the show. If I'm, if I'm spelling it correctly, the one he did track really with Benny the Butcher. I think that production too was very nice. I'm not, I'm, I won't lie, that track was not bad at all. So, when now the features, yeah, like I was saying, Benny and Lloyd. It's actually funny because Lloyd Conway has actually done most tracks. I think Conway has been on a record with Lloyd Banks. That was on Conway's album Ghost that he dropped in 2017 or so. And Lloyd Banks killed that record as usual. But on this particular track, Benny and Lloyd Banks, they go toe to toe on the upper echelon gangster bars, list with sharp penmanship. So it was just mad because it was crazy. It was inviting a lot of gangsters. This is street poetry. This is bars. It's not just any kind of statement. And you're just saying this is, a, this is insane. You've got to actually feel it in your soul to know that yes, this is real. So uh, Benny says something very, very deep on this on this record. He says it's stuck on the seat I made from pushing crack on the streets. But when I drop, it's going to feel like we're blown back on the east. You can hear the word play, the rhyme scheme, the punchlines. It's crazy. He says it's stuck on the seat I made from pushing crack on the streets. But when I drop, it's going to feel like LeBron back on the east. <laughs> so stuck, back, made from pushing crack, LeBron back on the east. So it's it's so he's making sense. Like he made a lot of a lot of money from pushing crack on the street. But when he drops, when he finally drops, like he's always been dropping. When he drops his album as usual, it's always going to feel like LeBron is back on the east. You know when LeBron was doing this shit, the meme. I was when he was in Cleveland, he was in the, the, the Miami Heat. So, like, those, what I'm trying to say is, like, LeBron is doing his shit now, he's doing well and all. But, like, when it's like, it's going to feel like he came back to his greatest, greatest form. So, he says, and that's just Benny saying what he has to say. And then he also says, that's how they take it. As soon as you make it, it hurts them once you exceed expectations. I mean, this is insane. This is just lyric prowess. He says, that's how people take it. As soon as you make it, it hurts them once you exceed expectations. But he's not even going to focus on that because he's going to actually move forward. That's what he's actually saying. Then. So this track is just crazy. Benny's butcher came in hard. I'll be honest, this uh, new record was good. Benny's verse could have been a bit harder, could have been a bit sharper, but it was good. It was good regardless. Then, on a particular track, he featured um, Grammy, no, uh, Grammy nominee rapper Freddie Gibbs. That was, yeah, that was an empathy. Freddie was just slick, and his delivery was just rough. You know, he has this texture in his voice. You know, it, it makes it a kind of gritty. You know, the tone of his of his voice is very rough, and then his form of cadence, that his his delivery pattern, makes it kind of catchy. It makes you want to most listen to what he's saying at all times. So it was nice. You see. Niggas are taking deals. That's the only way to get out the feds. Castrated, dick in his fucking mouth when they found him dead. <laughs> so, I just can't imagine. Niggas are taking deals. That's the only way to get out the feds. So that's the only way. Castrated, dick in his fucking mouth when they found him dead. So, you're taking deals. You're snitching. You're writing to the police. When you come out, definitely you're going to get killed. And when they find you, having a dick in your mouth so that was just gangster bars so that's empathy that's him having empathy for you for you snitching for you taking deals when you're cast when you're out you'll be castrated dick in your fucking mouth and when they, that's when they find you dead 
that's a, that's that's a very deep, painful, crazy. You know, that's just lyrical heart. That's just lyrical darkness. But and now on this on this particular record too, there's this bam bam punchline, just like how Lloyd Banks gives it. But then um, Freddie Gibbs does something of that sort, and this one was actually very. It was funny to me because as I heard it, I was like yo, you have to come down and, and look at this. You see, these cameras ain't no hustlers. They are computer thoughts. This Harlem nigga sent some shooters at me. Got his shooter shot. This shit I be spitting so real. Make niggas pull their Google out. My vet orange grooving like I grew up on the Hoover block. Okay. Yeah, he says, These cameras ain't no hustlers. They're computer thoughts. This Harlem nigga sent some shooters at me. Got his shooter shot. This shit I be, I'll be spitting is so real. Make niggas put their Google out. My vet orange grooving like I grew up on the Hoover block. So here, if you look at very close, you see this camera ain't no hustlers. Then he's actually trying to make it sense because this is a bar on bar where the first bar of what he's saying goes in with the third, and the second bar of what he's saying goes in with the fourth. He says, but he's rhyming all through. Very deep, very, very intelligent. He says, like now, this camera are not hustlers, they're computer thoughts. Then on the third bar, he says, this shit I be spitting is so real, make niggas pull their Google out. You know, being on the computer you know, with the Google, of course, you've got to be for you to be a scammer, for you to be, be able to be computer literate, you've got to know what Google is. And then on the second bar, he says, This Harlem nigga sent some shooters at me, got his shooter shot. Then on the fourth bar, he says, My vet is orange, grooving like I grew up on the Hoover block. So he's talking about two different areas where, where, where crime rate is hard, you know, the gangsterism is deep, you know, there are a lot of groups and all. So he says, this Harlem nigga, that's from all the way from East Coast in New York. So he says, but his vet is orange. Like he's, he's now grooving. Like he grew up on Hoover Block, Hoover, which is back in California. That's where the Hoover Crips are all. So, but his vet is orange. So you've it, just, just got to be calm and understand that these punchlines, they came in different places, but all made sense. So shout out to Freddie Gibbs for that particular, for this particular bars. This is deep analysis for this. So it was very nice. I really enjoyed that particular, that particular statement he made there. It was really nice. Although he did not stick to the thematic of the song, you know, Freddie Gibbs just did what he had to say and then he did. Then, uh, on the track of Ransom, he said Ransom is, is a very street poetic MC. And at this point, I, mean, I believe he's one of the most golden MCs himself because from, from his A team down to Trust Gang, yeah, he's working with 38 Special right now. He's always been making a lot of heavy lyrics, making a lot of passes down solid content. He, he's, he's been a He's been on um, it for a very long time. So Ransom is very, very good out on Fossify. It's one of my best jams. So he, he says, the cost of greatness got me lost in hatred. I wasn't taught the basics till I caught some cases. So the cost of greatness got me lost in hatred. I wasn't taught the basics till I caught some cases. So whatever he was doing, he wanted to be so good for that. You know, it, it, it made him jealous, made him envious, and then he didn't actually calm down to learn from the onset, from the onset, until he had to not go to the feds. So he had to actually go to the feds first to understand that yo, this is what he has to do, what he has to not do. So that's the thing with Ransom. He's a poetic MC. He always re- reveals himself deep. He's always his pen is always sharp. He's always being, you know, ex- he's always being excellent when it comes to delivery and poetry. And as well, you know, street street wise. So shout out to Ransom. Then he also says, in foster homes with people I never trusted, but had my foster flicks with 
like you know like deeply uh, deeply one son was actually more or less the foster child because his father was killed and then his mother had a very serious illness that put her to bed and put her on bedrest for a long time so from time to time he was moved from foster home to foster home i think he was born in brooklyn one was born in brooklyn but at age eight he actually moved to new jersey well, I think his mom was better at that time. So he was in foster home for a while. And that's why he, he now says, in foster home with people I never trusted or had my first Netflix with. So like, he grew up with people that he didn't even know from. But of course, he had to eat with them. But that was the essence of being falsified. That was the essence of going up without knowing the truth about the whole thing. Which is what Ransom is trying to say. So shout out to Ransom on this, on this particular one. But this is strict where it I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that particular record. Ransom is very, is a very tight MC. I won't even lie. Probably top 20 or top 15 of New York, of uh, New Jersey when it comes to his lyrics. And um, on this particular, on the particular track, another one I thought me was Style Speed. You know, that, uh, the word I'll put there is just savagery. It's just kill it. They killed it. They killed it together. Although, I'll be honest, Style Speed first was a bit dull, but the production came heavy. The dance came back with his three bar stuff, with his three verse stuff. So it was deep. But he says, um, just like Style Speed, Style Speed is one of the most paradox delivering rappers. So when it comes to that paradoxical rap, when it comes to delivery of the emotions in that paradoxical rap, you always, always count Style Speed for that. So he says, me, I'm blue again. Blue still in the foreign. Yeah, I'm SEO, but I move like I'm hooligan. <laughs> the, you know, the rap scheme alone is crazy. The delivery is always hard for Style Speed, Speed Ghost. But he says, him, I'm blue again, because that's another nickname for a band. The boy calls himself blue sometimes, so he says, Me, that's that speech saying now, me, I'm blue again, blue steel in the foreign. Yeah, I'm the CEO, but I move like a hooligan. He has that blue steel, like he's the CEO, of course. For you to have a blue steel, for you to have a blue gun, he'd be a big man, a very big man. So he says, He's the CEO, but he moves like he's a hooligan. Yeah, and actually, he actually is the CEO. Then Star Speed has his own. Beverage, I think he had all fruit company with his life where they, where they do a lot of herbal stuff with fruits and stuff. It's very, very nice. Actually, he has a lot of stuff going on for him, so, but he's still going to move like a hooligan if you play with him, uh, which is the name of the track food. So, shout out to Styles B for that, for that particular verse. Although it was a bit dull, but I know Styles, when he wants to deliver very hard, he does that. He did that on this track. Shout out to him for that. And, one of the other songs that talked to me features too that made sense was a Vado. Vado was rapping on the heart of his on the heart of hearts when it comes to dishonorable discharge. You know, he was making some very deep statements. Actually, one very, very nice verses. I haven't heard from Vado in like three, four years. I think that was the last time I heard from Vado was 2017 when he dropped a particular album. I can't remember the name at this point, but that was the last time I think from 2017-18. Last time I actually heard from Vado. Okay, yeah, I think that was Sinatra. I think that was Sinatra 3. Vado Sinatra. Tree. I'm not really sure, I can't remember, but that's, that's, not, that's the last time he dropped an album. And he rap from the heart on this particular journey. He says, You're only as good as your last, ain't as good as your past. You know, you're only as this is, this is just deep. You're only as good as your last, you're only as good as where you were at the last point, at the last point, but you're not as good as how you were, like in the form, in your incredibility. So it was not nice, it was nice. So I'm just going to rush it up. I don't have, I really have much time to go. So this album was nice. So many jabs. Jam with uh, the song with Panic Sire the Kid. The album is layered. Banks killed the shit. It was actually dope. I really expect this album. So go and get it and get ready for a new 
our new uh, I'm not going to put it a new episode with uh, making use of sounds and creativity with your boy El Padre, you know, Benny Blanco on radio, and Lonzi, the students every time. Bless.